Welcome back to another episode of Equality Sucks, where I want to talk about the great holocaust of everything before Obama, because apparently, uh, if we reverse any of his policies, we're, we're going to create a, a cataclysm that's going to cause, what, what's the tally at right now, 20 million to die? Is that how many uh, people are going to die uh, if we reverse Obamacare? Uh, which, by the way, has only been around for, what is it? I mean, definitely not longer than eight years because, uh, uh, well, the president who put it into place, you know, he was the last president. So what what was there before him? Was it the Holocaust? How many people were dying under Clinton, under Bush? Now, all of a sudden, we have a narrative that if they repeal Obamacare, we're all going to die. That's the headline I'm looking at right now from Newsweek. Fox News doesn't care if millions lose health and insurance since we're all going to die. So what happened to the memory of life before Obama? Because people have a very short memory. So what I want to do in this episode is sort of discuss uh, a trend where people forget about anything that happened before let's even say before today i don't think anybody even remembers what happened yesterday so let's talk about a time before obama there was bush there was clinton there was bush again there was reagan sometimes people were angry sometimes people were happy sometimes when people were angry other people were happy and vice versa but you know what life went on hell we won a cold war you know, whether you like the Democrat in charge, whether you like the Republican in charge, life went on. It was, what do you call it? Progress. There was progress. Civilization was developing. Now, all of a sudden, we have a president who, by the way, isn't even, you, I mean, to go out and call him a conservative, to call him a Republican, this guy was a Democrat up until the election. Now, I don't want to knock Trump. I don't want to call him a Democrat because I don't believe he was a Democrat, just like I don't believe he's a Republican. And I don't say that insultingly. Uh, I just feel he doesn't have a particular ideology. But his naysayers are attributing one to him. And that one, of course, is of him being a fascist, him being Hitler. Uh, you know, and of course, him being a businessman and a billionaire falls right into that, even though people tend to conveniently forget that Hitler was an artist and Mussolini was a journalist. And uh, they, they also attack him and call him Hitler uh, for his uh, uh, attacks on the media, calling it fake news, totally forgetting that we've had about 150 years of yellow journalism. See, that's what I'm talking about when I say people forget about the past. They, they think everything that's happening now has never happened before, and it's all new, and it gives them the excuse to point the finger and say destruction, apocalypse, uh, fear-mongering, and both sides are guilty of this. You know, just like Republicans uh, use terrorism to build fear, uh, not to downplay the, the threat of terrorism, but people started to forget about what life was like in the United States in the 1970s. Uh, when when you were having terrorist attacks, and I'm not even talking about anyone outside of radical left, when you had uh, groups like Weather Underground uh, trying to blow buildings up and successfully blowing buildings up, most notably the one that they were inside, killing some of themselves because they had no clue what they were doing, which is the most kind of dangerous terrorist, the inexperienced one, uh, because not, not only are they out there to cause harm and to cause danger and, and to take lives, but they don't understand 
what it means to be a soldier. They just want to fight a war, but they don't understand the, the responsibilities that come with being a soldier. So, you know, talking about uh, uh, the, the reversal of Obamacare, there's a big conversation now where if it gets repealed, people are going to die. So my question is, what was happening to people before Obamacare? Was it a great system? No. Is Obamacare a great system? No. But why do we immediately have to jump and start predicting death? Everyone's Nostradamus. And what happens when these people don't die? Is anyone going to be held accountable? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just like the people who, who are bashing Trump for talking about fake news. People forget that just a few months ago, during the election, Hillary Clinton was painting the media with a brush of being a vast right-wing conspiracy, trying to frame her for uh, her uh, email gate, whatever whatever nickname was being used in the media at, at the time. There was a bunch of them. People forget about that, how Hillary Clinton was criticizing the media for their nonstop coverage of her health, for the nonstop coverage of her emails, for the nonstop coverage of every any number of scandals that she was involved in during her career. Because that's what her career was, leapfrogging from uh, scandal to scandal. So now it's it's fascist to criticize the media. But when Hillary Clinton did it, it was okay. The last 150 years, that that's all Woodward and Bernstein. But now... Now we have a fascist president because he's criticizing the media. Him criticizing the media gives me confidence in our system because freedom of press is a two-way street. Freedom of press means not only does the press have the right to criticize the president, or anyone for that matter, aside from libel and actual fake news, uh, which, by the way, is not most of what we're seeing. What we're seeing is yellow journalism. It's just sensationalism. But freedom of press is a two-way street because not only does it give the press the opportunity to criticize the president, but it gives the president the opportunity to criticize the press because the two are independent, separate entities. You know why you don't see uh, Putin uh, criticizing the press in Russia? Because he owns it. Why would he be criticizing his own brand? Do you see the press over there criticizing the president? No. So does Trump look ridiculous when he's criticizing the press? Absolutely. He looks like a child throwing a tantrum. But you know what? Someone explained it to me very well. Uh, I mean, I personally find it ridiculous. I'm personally turned off by his uh, tweets and the way he, he conducts himself. But you have to look at it from the perspective of his voters. His voters are sick and tired of a media that is 99% left-leaning. Now, this isn't just me uh, pulling these figures out of my ass. These are actual statistics. Reuters just recently did a study. And in America, the media is not, mainstream media is 99% leaning left. So if you're not someone who believes a man can flip a coin and become a woman that morning, the media is out there to bash you, criticize you, call you a red state, call you a flyover state, call you backwards, uh, even though you happen to be the one who believes in biology, uh, and insult you and say you're the problem with America, you're the dangerous one, your beliefs are causing a holocaust here. Right? That's the kind of world we live in now. 
That's the kind of world we're living in now. And Trump is going out and insulting this media. Celebrities aren't doing it. Commentators aren't doing it. He's the only one. Even even conservatives aren't doing it. Republicans aren't doing it. He's the only one going out there and fighting the the media, which is obviously so skewed. And that's why his supporters are so in love with him. Because he's finally saying what they all have been thinking. And I say they, but I, I, I've been thinking it myself. The media in this country, to me, has become bonkers. It's ridiculous. Now, do I need the President of the United States to say it? No, I'd rather just have his actions piss them off because obviously they're not in agreement with him. You know, as uh, uh, Frank Sinatra used to say, uh, the best revenge is living well. So I, I don't necessarily agree with what Trump is doing, but I'm starting to understand it. His use of Twitter is a modern fireside chat. The problem is everyone who's criticizing him about it, the media that's criticizing him about it, is totally detached from a very, very large portion of this country. So large, in fact, that they elected the current president. And their excuse for being so detached is to point a finger and accuse people of being fascist. Accuse people of being racist. You discredit them. You discredit their morality. And it makes it easier to condemn them. Which is funny because that's exactly what the fascists used to do. That's exactly what the fascists used to do. Which, by the way, the longer you listen to this podcast, the more you'll see similarities between the fascists and the leftists. Because they're not that different. The Nazis were a national socialist group. That's what they wanted. They had their own 1% they were fighting against. It was the Jews. They weren't fighting Jews for, for regardless of what they were saying, uh, they were fighting the Jews because uh, they believed that they controlled the media, they controlled everything through their powerful wealth system. What do you call that? That's the 1%. The wealthy 1% that control everything with their money. It's just different words, but it's the same argument we're hearing, which is why Occupy Wall Street was so incredibly scary. Because you want to talk about brown shirts, you don't have to look that far. Angry people who don't want to necessarily work for something, or I don't want to go that far. I don't even want to say these people are lazy and they don't want to work. What I'll say is they don't believe they can accomplish anything through working hard. And by the way, I, I went to Occupy Wall Street. I took a stroll through there. I'm located in New York, so I had the opportunity to see where it all started at during its prime and see what was going on there. And what I saw was a bunch of upper-middle-class spoiled brats looking to see what piece of technology they could purchase and use next and then smile and laugh because they knew they were putting together stories they were going to be able to tell their kids one day, just like their parents told them about being at Woodstock. That was their Woodstock. The problem is, yeah, some of these kids grow up, and like Winston Churchill said, you know, if you're young and liberal, you don't have, if you're young and conservative, you don't have a heart. If you're old and liberal, you don't have a brain. Some of these people grow up, realize they have to support families, and, and tend to develop some responsible uh, fibers in their, in their bodies, which uh, tends to be called uh, being, being conservative. But some of them don't. Some of them join the system and corrupt it from within. 
That's the problem. Whenever you see a protest and you see people banging on pots and pans, why don't you tune into a congressional uh, uh, hearing 20 years later and take a look around the room, see who's sitting there? It's a scary thought. It's incredibly, incredibly scary because they're the ones in control of the narrative. And the narrative they're giving us is that if we repeal Obamacare, people will die. How many people? A Holocaust amount of people. And that's, that's just a figure into their narrative that Trump is Hitler. How can we tally deaths to Trump so we can say he's Hitler? How can we get that up to 7 million to say he's Hitler? Well, what deaths can we attribute to Trump? So now if they repeal Obamacare, it's Trump killing millions of people. There, he's Hitler. Meanwhile, we have actual bloodthirsty dictators right now existing in this world. And they're not just even isolated in their own little hermit countries like North Korea. Uh, everyone laughs at North Korea. Oh, it's a hermit country. Totally ignoring the fact that they actually have a Holocaust going on over there. But they're totally ignoring the fact that they hacked Sony. They disrupted Western business, disrupted our society. They changed the way a movie was released. The, the studio caved into them. They decided not to release the movie. And then their whole excuse was, well, it wasn't a good movie to begin with. Yeah, wonderful. This is a country, again, that won the Cold War. What happened? What happened was that we won the Cold War. And people forget that because you win a battle, that the war is over. And it's not. There can never be total peace. And the reason is because we're all in the same sandlot together. So there's always going to be conflict. There's always going to be conflict. I mean, you want to take a look at an interesting figure. Why don't you take a look at how many democratic nations have gone to war with each other? It's a very, very small number. You know what? I, I believe it's none. But for some reason, there still seems to be conflict in the world. And no, it's not because of imperialist America or imperialist uh well, not even Europe, because now Europe is beautiful. It's the EU. Although UK is becoming is becoming a problem again because they want to have independence. What happened to independence being a good thing? You can't be an independent nation. You can't have independent thought. It's a brave new world. You know, we all have to be on the same side of the fence. Otherwise, uh, we're ostracized. Otherwise, we're dangerous. America was built on protecting assholes. And that's why this is the most beautiful country in the world, because it was built to protect assholes. In this country, you can be an asshole and not be worried about going to jail for it and not worry about being put to death for it. And why do we need a country in this world that protects assholes? Because no person and no group should have the power to be able to define what makes an asshole. That's why. Because you might think I'm an asshole. You might think Joe Schmo is an asshole. But I got news for you. I think you're an asshole, and Joe Schmo thinks both of us are assholes and should go fuck each other. That's why America is great. Because America was built on the understanding that everyone has an opinion because opinions are like assholes, and we're all assholes. That's why we all need protection. That's why America is great. So that's why when I hear that if we repeal 
Obamacare, millions of people are going to die, I can't help but think back on what was going on the last hundred years in this country. However, did we survive without Obamacare? Was it perfect? No. But did we have a Holocaust here that we could conveniently attribute to uh, someone who was a reality TV actor who liberals love to see on TV, but now all of a sudden he's a pariah? People need to calm down, relax, and realize that the people controlling the narrative, people controlling the language, are doing so with a specific agenda in mind. It's called propaganda. It's not just governments that that distribute propaganda. Anybody can distribute propaganda. Anybody with a camera, anybody with a pen. Propaganda is manipulation through communication. And you always need to have an eye out for it. So don't let the the conversation steer you in a direction. Do the research. Look at both sides of the argument. And look at, even while looking at both sides of the argument, get various opinions from both sides of the fence. Look for every every viewpoint you can and start to look for patterns. If, if you're seeing 10 people using the same language, what you're seeing is parrots. What you're seeing is a cult. And just like there, there are cults of personality, there's cults of party. And this is, this is something I keep repeating and keep repeating, and I'm going to keep repeating it, but uh, political parties have overtaken religion because people blindly believe in their party. Blind faith. Blind faith. I've heard Obama be called a messiah. I've heard Trump be referred to as a messiah. Blindly, people believe a human being can make everything better and deliver us to utopia, or at least set us on the path to it. Totally forgetting how, uh, how fallible human beings are. All of us. All of us. But what am I saying? I'm the person who's trying to deny that that we're going to have a holocaust under Trump. I see people on Facebook telling, writing that they're going to protect their mothers, they're going to protect their sisters. From who? Who are you protecting them from? Nobody wants them. Nobody wants your mother. All right? All right. This was a great one, uh, but uh, have to go now. But I, I do look forward to... to Coming back next time and chatting about something else that'll, that'll irritate me to no end. So thank you and so long.